Finding the origin of a song is pretty easy. Even if all the details aren't present, there's usually a name to attribute to the piece of music. Finding the origin of a cocktail? Well, that can get a little more sloppy. Tequila, triple sec, lime juice. These are the core ingredients that make up the cocktail that inspired this week's song. Some people like to get a little salt for the glass rim, and others like to whip out a blender to turn this simple drink into a sort of booze slushy. There's countless variations for this cocktail and almost as many origin stories for it. 1930, 1936, 1937, 1938, 1941, 1942, 1947, 1948, and 1961 are all years that have a creation myth for this tequila beverage attached to them. Several have been disproven, but there remains no way to narrow it down to one single origin. One thing is certain, though. The margarita has made a fortune for American singer-songwriter, actor, author, and businessman, Jimmy Buffett. Buffett's seventh studio album, Changes in Latitude, Changes in Attitude, released in 1977, changed a lot more than just the musician's attitude and latitude. The famous single off this album established Buffett as the go-to musician for island escapism-style music and launched several of his business ventures, including a line of blenders, a restaurant chain, a collection of short stories, several food and beverage lines including a tequila and a margarita mix, clothing and footwear, bicycles, a casino, a video game, and so much more. Quote, I was lucky enough to get my thumb on the pulse beat of what people perceived the Trovics to be, said Jimmy Buffett. The song reached number 8 on the Billboard Hot 100, number 1 on the Easy Listening chart, and was inducted into the Grammy Hall of Fame in 2016. This one song is so damn huge that Jimmy Buffett's greatest hits album has brackets around the S in hits. Now, summer is in the air, and that means there's only two things on people's minds. Having fun in the sun, and starting a business. That's right, it's Entrepreneur Summer 3, back in business, and we're kicking things off with the king of summer business. It's Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville on Cover Me. Wasting away again in Margaritaville Searching for my lost sugar song That's right, it's Cover Me, the only podcast that compares famous songs to their many cover versions to find out which one is beginning to boil. I'm your host, as always, The Snake, joined by my at-fault co-host... Alex Mildenberger. Alex Mildenberger. What's going on? <sighs> Am I at fault? I guess. Um, Here, they, have a they hit me, man. Mull it over. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess so. Uh, what's going on? Not a whole lot. Not a whole lot. It's nice. It's summer, like you said. It is summer. It's we're finally getting some summer weather out here on the coast. Yeah, I uh, I lost a hubcap earlier this week. That was something nice. that for me this week. I actually Why? I didn't lose How? it. I I found it, but I briefly lost okay. it. Okay, <laughs> so I have it. You have, but it's mostly but it, broken. It, it leapt yeah. off your vehicle. Yeah, a guy pulled up to me and was like, like, told me, you know. And I had to like walk back and find it. Well, I guess I didn't have to walk back and find it, but I wanted to. Yeah. Anyway. Like my goddamn hubcap. Yeah. Don't just lose it. One time a guy told me that my that my back turn signals weren't working, and I, I was like, yeah, yeah, And then like three months later, I was like, oh, my back turn signals aren't working. <laughs> sometimes, like most of the time, it's fine, but sometimes somebody would honk at me, and I'm like, I had my fucking signal light on for like 10 minutes, man. <laughs> it's hard to know. Yeah, you need someone else to check. Well, I guess you yeah. go up close to something. Anyway, it doesn't get dark. It's the summer. Yeah, it's the summertime. It's no darkness. It's all sun, no all fun, baby, because it's Entrepreneur Summer 3 yep. back in business. Alex, I said last year we weren't going to do it again, and then I decided to do it again. Yeah, this year we're grinding. 
we're grinding. We're up on that grind. Rise and grind. Um, hashtag make that bread. Alex. <sighs> business. Last year, we determined that musicians hate business. This year, it turns out they love it. <laughs> Some of them got it, right? Like, there's a lot of musicians out there. That's true. And, like, we, we normally go for, uh, you know, maybe more, more rock and roll style stuff that if, if, you're, if you're rallying against the man, mm-hmm. then you often have to go against business and, pro, you know, capitalism. Capitalism, that's but true. But that's not true of all musicians. Some musicians just want to write a hit and then endorse a whiskey and then just sit back and enjoy, I guess, the whiskey. Yeah, so I guess they still hate work. (laughs) Yeah, they're trying to avoid the work. They're just uh, taking advantage of the business side of things. Yeah, hate work, love business. Get that on a t-shirt and you're going to be making money. I tell you, I tell you that for real. Um, so we're doing it, Alex. We're an entrepreneur summer. We're starting with a guy we've talked about. He did a cover a while back. Yeah, he did. I can't remember of what. I also, but it's pretty good to look it up. It was, it was, uh, you know, the essence of island escapism. Truth, truthfully, like I, I looked at Wikipedia. I was like, what genre is Jimmy Buffett? And it listed like ten. And I was like, no, he's he's Jimmy Buffett. Like it's island escapism. Uh, he's Gulf and Western. Gulf and Western. That is actually a pretty accurate summary of this. Yeah. He's got a little, um, got a little country yeah. in there. He's, he's got some stuff going on. Alex, what do you think about Jimmy Buffett, though? I, I honestly don't think much about Jimmy Buffett. Like that's fair. Um, I think he he's found his niche, and it's like you yeah, know, it's like like a niche religion. If you find the calling, if you have the calling, you will go to Jimmy Buffett and become what they call a parrot head. But if you don't feel that calling, you're like, ah, who gives a shit about Jimmy Buffett? Yeah, and like, it's not like. He's got this like really broad appeal or anything, but he's definitely yeah he's got his audience like you said. Yeah, I think it maybe I guess is he maybe broad does appeal, have a broad appeal, but, but I guess for a certain age yeah. bracket. True, I guess yeah he's in his seventies, so anyone who would have been listening to him and like obviously this song has an impact, um, mm-hmm. and he's built businesses out of it. Yeah, businesses that last because he also built a chain off of his other song Cheeseburger in Paradise. Which is about as good as it sounds, and that one is <laughs> defunct now; it no longer operates. But he's still building his his Margaritaville. Yeah, he's still got Margaritaville cafes. He also has a Margaritaville ca- casino. There's also a Margaritaville retirement home that I believe is still in the works. Retirement home. Yeah, no, that I, might, I, I mean, say he's home following, more of a complex. Like he's a, like following his his fan base through life. Yeah, it is like a like a lifer scheme. Like he got these guys in. He's like, okay, I know what they want. They want he's like he's done a, a collaboration logger with Anheuser Busch. He's done tequila. He's done these blenders. He's like, listen, every step of life, there's a Margaritaville product for you. And yeah, he's just building them as he goes. Mm-hmm. If we're yeah, tired, he goes. And it's it's uh, yeah, that's ridiculous. They like he had like they're building homes on a, like a plot of land and like the keys or something. It's it's nuts. <laughs> Um, but this is so crazy because this is his seventh studio album that mm. really flips the switch from, because I think he was kind of more like pop Western style music, so like a little bit country, a little bit easy listening. And then this just song, this thing. yeah, it just turned him on a dime and I was like, boom, this is it. You're supposed to be out here making island music. It shares some kind of root with uh, All Night Long by Lionel Richie, except Lionel Richie didn't just go full in on Calypso afterwards. Right. Yeah. 
very successful and somewhat defining of their respective careers, but not quite as... Was that the song he did? Was it all... I'm trying to remember what it was. It was like a decent cover, too. Like, um, I we're kind of, kind yeah, of said the same thing I think that we're saying now is like, yeah, he's definitely got his niche and like he, he exists in it mm-hmm. successfully. Yeah, what it was, I can't, it was a while back. I want to say about a year ago, though yeah. that would place it in I was Entrepreneur Summer through, 2. But I didn't notice it, but I could have missed it. Just could have missed it. Um, I, and I remember the music video was him doing it live on a boat. So, like, real Jimmy Buffett vibes. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, yeah, this is the this is the Jimmy Buffett song. This is a tropical island escapism. It's got a bit of that tourist vibe. You can picture everybody wearing their Tommy Bahama shirts with too much sunscreen on the nose and a bucket hat on. Like, that's who's out here listening to this. Alex, the other half of this we got to talk about. You, you ever had a margarita before? Um, I know what a margarita tastes like. If that's tastes like shit. <laughs> so, so you have had, you have had. Um, I, uh, I, I, I think yeah, yeah, yeah. I have. You think yes, you've had a margarita. No, I have. I've been, I've been to Mexico. They give you you've margaritas been to Mexico. In Mexico. And they say drink margaritas instead of the water there for safety. Yeah. Okay, Alex. What are your thoughts and opinions on the margarita? I mean, you know, I'm not really a. a You're not the guy for this. I'm not the guy for this. Um, but as far as I mean, if if drinks are sweet, they're definitely a lot easier to to get down. Yeah, um, which is interesting because the traditional margarita doesn't have any sweetener in it. I guess maybe just like fruity. Yeah. Um, Some have, recipes is, do call is for sec not like a little sweet, it's like orange. Right? It's orange liqueur. It's yeah. not necessarily like super duper sweet. sweet yeah. And it's not really high proof, which is where you'd get some sweetness as well, just from alcohol, because it needs more sugar to get to a higher proof. Oh yeah. But uh, I mean, yeah, it's like it's. Oh, I mean, the the essence of cocktails is to make shitty booze drinkable. Um, yeah, that said, there's fair also enough. like and like makes tons them very of ways novel. to make a cocktail. Yeah, yeah. It's weird to think that this song could have um, promoted the the concept of a margarita because at least to me they're so universal. You know? Yeah, they are everywhere, right? It's like, oh, you get a margarita. Like, oh, we got margarita mi- margarita mix at Costco, you know? We're feeling a little bit like margaritas tonight. Let's throw some ice in the blender, all that, you know? Yeah, and that's the thing. That's the real thing that blew me away because I started making some margaritas at home this year. And, like, a blended margarita is not the traditional margarita. Like, like not it's like that shape. It's popularized one in a lot of ways, but it really is just, uh, like... Tequila, triple sec, lime juice, and then a lot of modern recipes will throw in either agave syrup for sweetener or just simple syrup if you don't have access to agave. Mm-hmm. And that's you shake it, pour it out in a glass, and maybe you salt the rim. But the the blender is a, is an addition to the process. Yeah, that's sort of like blended icy drink. I guess it's more like tropical, like the kind of thing you would have when it's really hot out and you're on vacation, mm-hmm. kind of thing. So I don't know if that's where that came from, but also I do associated wonder, with like daiquiris and uh, uh, again daiquiris also not originally blended. Um, yeah, I'm sure is that probably also true of pina coladas, but like those are the drinks I, I would associate think with so? with that style. But yeah, there is this like this tropical style of like tourist beverage you could also ca- almost call it, mm-hmm. where it's like yeah these are blended and they're sweet. And you you slam them down by the beach, and I wonder how much of that was already in place before Margaritaville, the song, and how much of it came, like spread because of this. Yeah, it's hard. 
I mean, for us being relatively young, um, this was the 70s. So it's like, how much was the concept of a Mexican vacation? How much did that exist in the 70s? How much did that exist? Because like for us, it's like, oh yeah, that's where the all-inclusive resorts are, you know? Right. That's where you go and just don't stop eating food and drinking. You know, I think it's been around a while, because I'm even thinking of Hunter S. Thompson's uh, Rum Diaries, which not Mexican, but uh, where does he go in that one? I read it such a long time ago. I'm drawing a blank here. Um, I want to say Colombia, but I feel wrong saying that. Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. Oh, that's where filming was. Is that where it's set? Um, He gets a job at a newspaper in San Juan, Puerto Rico. Okay. Also, it was a terrible movie. I hate that Wikipedia instantly took me to the movie and not the yeah, book. I liked the book. I liked the book. It's a good book. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's a there's a, I think there is a long story in history of white people coming down to the south for like yeah. vacations yeah. or or work and because it's yeah you know colonialism. Look it up, people. <laughs> but yeah, so we talked about margaritas, Alex. You're a huge fan. Uh, we've talked villages. About How Buffett. do you feel about villages? Yeah, Vils. What, <laughs> where are we at that? Um, I haven't been to many villages in my day, I don't think. I actually just went to see my aunt, I think. Was she living in a village? She lived in a village. Um, Did you see a police it. officer, a Native American chief? Uh, <laughs> who else is in that? A fireworker, a firefighter? No, wait, hang on. Yeah, it's a village. A uh, village in southern Alberta. Um, so I was in a village last weekend, and uh, I mean, it's a nostalgic place for me because I used to go there when I was very young. Oh yeah, and, like playing the old. We we went to a, a, the park we used to go to, and there's still like this weird metal horse thing. Um, <sighs> so villages, uh, fan fan of villages. Anything fan that you can yeah. walk, like, just across in like thirty to sixty minutes. Oh yeah, Wait, I mean, I'm I'm all about walkability these days. I'm a real yeah. Urban... Walk the whole town. Walk the whole town. That sounds like a good fucking place to me. Yeah. Um, you know what? Probably my grandparents, I think, lived in a in a village. Let me maybe I'll Google it because you Googled it. We'll see what I did my Google knowledge it. of villages. Yeah. Um, yeah, a village in Saskatchewan. Um, yeah, well, it's tiny as fuck. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was like kind of keen on it. I would be nostalgic to go back there. I think. Yeah, I don't know man. how I'd feel about living in 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 a village. Uh, they're mm-hmm. quite small. Um. Not super great. Even though, like, there's access because you can walk everywhere. There's not a lot of stuff necessarily. So you have to leave for something. So, you know. Yeah, I'd say, yeah, it's a good place to get away for a while. So, a Margaritaville. A good place to go get away and get drunk for a while. And, hey, that's what the song's about. It really is what it's about. Um, Let's jump in. Wait, before we jump into these oh. lyrics, Alex, what's going on with that theremin? Oh, have you got a theremin? Um... <laughs> What is going on with Thurman? Not a ton. I've been I've been I've been struggling with it a little bit. Mm. Um, be, consist, let me speak words. I've been struggling yeah. with consistency, um, mm. and I think the problem is I need to like give it more time to warm up before I play it. Like you have to turn it on and wait like twenty to thirty minutes. Okay, um, interesting. For the circuits to kind of warm up um, and the the field to stabilize. Because the field will change. This sounds like fucking sci-fi equipment. Yeah, I mean, it is, right? <laughs> um, because, yeah, uh, it, it plays differently. So I'm really 
struggling with getting a consistent um playing it consistently mm. uh, both in terms of the physical shape and also just my own scheduling right well because you also need to plan like 20 to 30 minutes ahead. exactly so and like, i'm like i, ah, I waited too long and like <laughs> i gotta go to bed or whatever it's not yeah. very rock and roll but i'm a very sleepy no. person you could because you take 100 years to brush your teeth Turn it on, on 20 minutes before then, and then yeah. brush your teeth and do the theremin at the same time. Yeah, or do it when you start afterwards. brushing your teeth, and then yeah, yeah late night theremin sesh. It's probably a good idea. That is probably a good idea. But yeah. an even better idea, Alex, is to do what we set out to do here and talk about these lyrics. Let's talk about some lyrics, yeah. Uh, it's a really simple song. It's about hanging out on a beach and getting drunk <laughs> for the most part. <laughs> Uh, verse one, nimble it on sponge cake, watching the sun bake, all of those tourists covered with oil. Strubbing my six string on my front porch swing, smell those shrimp, they're beginning to boil. Yeah, it's it's just like a bunch of like um, vaguely tropical things. You get your shrimp boil, which I've never been to a shrimp boil, if that even Nor exists. Have I. That's like an event, right? Like I think so. A place where you boil. I guess it's like saying you're going to a barbecue. All right, like, going to the old shrimp Like, the boil. meat of the get-together is not the, necessarily the barbecue itself. Um, right. But they're boiling shrimp. Uh, so, yeah, on a front porch swing. Like, my aunt has one of those in, in the village she lives in. So, I, you know, Fuck I don't yeah. see it. But, you know, they're great. Got a six string? You're just relaxing, sitting down and doing music stuff. Um, I don't really know what the significance of sponge cake is, but it was the 70s, and they were a bit weird about food. Yeah, so I guess that was like a... A relax vacation food? Yeah, is it? I don't know. I guess any kind of cake might work. He's really, I think he was trying to hit the rhyme on bake. Right, get a sponge cake, sun bake, and then, yeah. And so it's, it's, it's like it could, yeah, it's like a sweet, he's nibbling on a sweet treat. And it, honestly, it's interesting because the first verse kind of paints a bit of an idyllic scene. He's fucking nibbling on cake, playing guitar. Yeah. You got shrimp on the boil. Like that's a pretty good. <laughs> that's life. not a bad afternoon. <laughs> that's not a bad afternoon. Um, but he is wasting away. Yeah, again, again in Margarita. In Margaritaville, searching for my lost shaker of salt. Some people claim there's a woman to blame, but I know it's nobody's fault. And I mean, that's really the only part of the song I knew. Well, yeah, the chorus. Like I didn't know. Any of the verses? Do you know any of the verses? No, and the thing is that when I was researching this song, they're like, bro, there's a lost verse he sometimes does live. And it's just like more like vague island imagery. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, okay, well, yeah. like It makes sense in a live context. You're like, people are going to want more Margaritaville. Yeah, a little more. So you use the extra verse. But But it's not like when we were talking about Mr. Jones or, yeah. Yeah, which is all verse. (laughs) And like they add a bit more in that one live. Is that the one? Yeah, the yeah the one yeah. live one. Um, well, yeah, and he he switches some of the the lyrics and stuff. Yeah, but yeah, it's not like that. It's just like uh, we'll do a little bit more like gentle rhyming about mm-hmm. the sun or whatever. I didn't I didn't even know there was a bonus verse. Yeah, so I'll read it out for you now, just because it's it it exists. Old yeah. men in tank tops cruising the gift shops, checking out chiquitas down by the shore. They dream about weight loss, wish they could be their own boss. Those three day vacations can be, and it says here, or become such a bore. Yeah, I could see why you might not want to put that in because you're kind of like directly talking shit about your audience. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's just more of the, more of the same. Um, I know. Yeah, it's interesting because that one 
plays in more with the chorus where this guy is sort of cynically on vacation <laughs> true it does i mean he literally says he's wasting away again and like like what like who cares about the salt right like but mm-hmm, having, yeah also do, do you put salt from a salt shaker and don't you use like flaky salt for margarita um, Am I wrong about that you could kind of use what the key it is can, whatever can it stick to, the, to the glass yeah um yeah, I guess so. That doesn't matter, but yeah, of course. But that's the, the interesting the part about that line, and it speaks to a lot of uh, Buffett's writing in general, is that he kind of just draws on real life things. So uh, there's a quote from his producer here, Norbert Put- Putnam. Um, he says, "One day in the studio, he comes in and starts telling me about a day he had in Key West. He was coming home from a bar, and he lost one of his flip flops, and he stepped on a beer can <laughs> top, and he couldn't find the salt for his margarita." He says he's writing lyrics to it, and I say that's a terrible idea for a song. <laughs> he comes back in a few days later, late a few days later, with "Wasted Away" again in Margaritaville, and plays it. And right then, everyone knows it's a hit song. Hell, it wasn't a song; it was a movie. <laughs> a movie. It's a story. Yeah. Right? Um, okay. Yeah, it's also like the feeling here to me is like there's nothing going on. The only thing to talk about is he lost his salt shaker, which is like such a nothing event. That's true as well, yeah. And you can have a margarita without the the salt. Yeah, like, I mean, can you have a good margarita without the salt? Maybe not. Maybe not, but... It's probably not that big a deal. No, you you can have it without. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he, uh, he's wasting away, he's doing fuck all, and, yeah, here's the big events, he lost his shaker of salt, and then people around him are like, oh, it's your, whoever his, his ex-partner was in this scenario, it's like the breakup, and it was her fault, and he's like, yeah, no, nah, I don't think it was anybody's like, fault. Eh, not really. Nobody's to blame, these things happen, and so, yeah, the chorus is really where a lot of the interest happens, because he, throughout it, eventually determines that it is his fault. Yeah, that's like what actually changes over the course of the song. Mm-hmm. So like, it's like yeah, a I'm weird because because I brought myself here. Yeah, like a weird tropical meditation song. It's like going on vacation and discovering that you are the problem. Um, but I do want to mention because I was talking about how he always draws from real life events. I was reading the controversies page on Wikipedia okay. uh, for Jimmy Buffett. And I will read this following paragraph. In January 1996, Buffett's Grumman HU-16 airplane, named Hemisphere Dancer, was shot at by Jamaican police, who believed the craft to be smuggling marijuana. The aircraft sustained minimal damage. The plane was carrying Buffett, as well as U-2's Bono, his wife and two children, and Island Records producer Chris Blackwell and co-pilot Bill Dindy. The Jamaican government acknowledged the mistake and apologized to Buffett, who penned the song, Jamaica Mistaka for his Banana Wind album based on the experience. Oh, this guy. He does not stop. He does not stop. He is like <laughs> true to, he is just Jimmy Buffett. I don't think there are any other layers there. Like, yeah. Wow. That's kind of incredible. I am in awe of this man. He writes like, you know, like a probably garbage fiction, but he still writes it. Like, and yeah. and he's, he's been a number one seller three times. He's co-wrote a children's book. He is just out there doing it. So like as much as I don't really give a shit about his music catalog, I think the man himself is yeah. a, he's very a legend clearly, like, to me. Just doing whatever he feels like. Yeah. Like and respect. just like succeeding. He's just yeah. like, well, here we go. One time my flip-flop broke, at? here's a hit song. Yeah, one time I was shot at by Jamaican police, here's a song called Jamaica Mistake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. 
Oh, beautiful. So that's the chorus. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about the variations of it as we go through here. Uh, verse two. Don't know the reason I stayed here all season. Nothing to show but this brand new tattoo. But it's a real beauty, a Mexican cutie. How I got here, I haven't a clue. Yeah, a little more of his, like, experiences being drunk constantly. <laughs> forgetting things that he did. Uh, yeah, forgetting That's kind of things. A, a cliche, too, you know, getting getting wasted and getting a, t- a tattoo showing up. Yeah. Somewhere. It's just a, a woman, presumably. Uh, well, just as a cutie, so you never know. Yeah, um, it's a cutie. But uh, also, he's generally, you know, we associate... Um, resort areas with certain times of the year i guess uh and he's just there all the time yeah he stayed the whole season so he's seen people come and go on their their three-day vacations um yeah he's just been getting blasted the whole time and i like i like that he has a positive take on this tattoo he he forgot he got and like oh, that's pretty nice I was like oh, oh, oh mexican cutie <laughs> i don't know how it got here though <laughs> Yeah, I like I like verse two. I this song is so like benign that to find anything interesting in here was surprising to me. But like I also think it's that's pretty good. <laughs> like it's pretty good writing. Yeah, especially considering like how mundane the things he actually is writing about are. Yeah, but like that kind of it plays into the to the mood. You know, it's just so laid back. Like of course nothing interesting's happening. He's on vacation. Yeah, he's on vacation and he's fucking drunk the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the next chorus, he says, some people claim there's a woman to blame. Now I think, hell, it could be my fault. Yeah, he's uh, starting to change his mind. Starting to change his mind. And now we've got the true to life verse, verse three. I blew out my flip flop, stepped on a pop top. So back in the day, uh, some, t- some can still do have this where the entire top comes off. Oh, yeah. I remember in, like, science class in junior high school, we talked about the evolution of the aluminum can. Right. I do remember this I as well. I don't remember which one is a pop top. Um, but, yeah. Um, yeah, so just think about your regular pop can now, right? And if instead of just punching that little hole in it, you literally took that top piece of metal off. Oh, just the whole thing. Yeah. yeah, I can see why that'd be sharp too. So in in Alberta, if you ever see somebody drinking uh, AGD, Alberta Genuine Draft, those come in a pop top. Really? Um, and I witnessed this once at the Gateway, a bar that is closing down in Calgary. Uh, <laughs> my first day in journalism, I'm at I'm at the bar having a beer because I'm a good student. Sure. Uh, and one of the one of my other uh, one of my other students in my field came up and he's like, "Yeah, I'll get an AGD," and he pops the top off of it. I can't remember. No, I think he drank it from the can. Or did he pour it into a glass? Anyway, the can was empty. And then he just starts spitting chew tobacco into it. Okay. <laughs> I've never been so like, oh, that's why. Like, it, oh, like, everything came together. It's like, obviously, that's why AGD does this. Is so people who are either smoking cigarettes or, doing, or chewing tobacco have a place to dispose of their waste. And I was just like, oh, man, hmm. this is the kind of school I'm at. <laughs> But yeah, in the back in 1977, where it was more common for these right. pop tops to come off, they were a literal hazard on beaches and and things like that because people were just throwing them around everywhere. Okay, so I don't know. I'll, I'll finish out the verse here. Um, so I blew out my flip flop, stepped yeah. on a pop top, cut my heel, had to cruise on back home. But there's booze in the blender, and soon it will render that frozen concoction that helps me hang on. 
Yeah, so it seems like he's referring to the the uh, shaved ice version of margaritas. Yeah. Blended ice, whatever you call blended it. Blended ice. Well, yeah, you just crush ice, blend it. Crush ice, yeah. 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 I mean, um, you could use shaved ice. It just might not be as effective. Could make like a like a margarita snow cone. Yeah, and then and then what are we doing here, huh? Come on. Eating snow cones. Yeah, so we learned that he is doing the, the traditional like vacation style that we talked about. He first to it as a frozen concoction, which it's not necessarily that, but so I wonder how much of the popular consciousness idea of what a margarita is stems from Margaritaville. From this, this I mean I wouldn't be surprised if it was a lot. Like it's a pretty popular song. Yeah. You know? I, I could sing you I could have sung you the chorus easily. Mm-hmm. before listening to this for sure even though i didn't really know the song that well oh yeah um but i guess then there's the other side here like he's he's bleeding <laughs> and he's like ah this alcohol will make me feel better and just like that's his treatment for it <laughs> yeah he's like well drinking more i'm gonna go home and get drunk it's like you probably are already getting drunk yeah like i don't know where you were walking from but <laughs> it's probably someplace you were boozing you're like, well, I, I go home and get a margarita on this. And like, I don't want to push it into this mold like too much because I don't think it totally applies. But this really feels like, like in 2012 or so, uh, it may have even happened. I didn't look it up. This would be like on a on a listicle of like so- pop songs that are dark when you think about it or whatever, you know? Right. Whatever they would call it. Number six will. Blow your blow, mind. Blow your mind. Um, well, there is a a there's a, a bit by comedian Kyle Kinane who I saw live recently. He didn't do this bit there, but I saw him live. He's very funny. Um, where he talks, he's like, what, "What do you guys think the saddest song of all time is?" He, he like he gets some suggestions from there. He's like, "Yeah, that one's pretty sad." He's like, "No, the saddest song is Margaritaville by Jimmy Buffett." He's like, "Not." As it was originally performed in 1977, where it's just like, oh, you know, life's tough, but here I am, like, on the beach, uh, like, he's like, no, it's sad now, because Margaritaville is a real place. It's a <laughs> <laughs> casual dining restaurant, and now this dude's just getting hammered in there and <laughs> wasting his life, like, that's sad. Uh, so there is that angle to the sadness. And yeah, I, of, like, this is a depressed guy, and, uh... Maybe there is a woman, like not to blame, but like there was a woman that maybe some people would blame if they were certainly the, the incident. Outside. It's so a it's like a guy up. who's sad about a thing and is now just drinking a lot. Like yeah, that's a sad thing. It is sad, but the interesting thing is he does, and maybe it's sad because it's my own damn fault. But he like comes to take on personal responsibility through his boozing <laughs> right eventually after like a year eventually. or whatever or longer mm-hmm. a, a than season at least like season. yeah a lot yeah so he's been there a long time so yeah there is that angle to it but he does seem to come to some form of like internal peace yeah least, like this like, is his his coping or whatever mm-hmm. I guess and, and even the mistaken tattoo like most uh most media would play that as like oh my god no now i have to live with this but he's also just like ah, it's a little mexican cutie like yeah <laughs> that's all or right where's this tattoo yeah Especially so in the 70s when like if you got a tattoo you like couldn't get a job anymore sometimes that's right so yeah he's really taking that in stride yeah <laughs> but yeah, there is a. It is a weird song because it's not quite. This song's actually super dark, but it's also not super light either. True. 
Yeah, I mean, there's clearly... I mean, it's clearly a song about a, a sad person drinking a lot. Which yeah. Yeah. Could go poorly, you know. Which could go poorly. But uh, this, it doesn't seem to really go into that side of it. Like, it's just a song about a guy who's a bit sad. It's not like it to me doesn't seem to be saying much about like alcohol consumption, depression, or any depression or anything like that. Well, no, and it, especially if you look at the legacy of the song, which is promoting yeah. margarita consumption. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like he he made a physical location uh, called Margaritaville. Called I feel Margaritaville. like if his song was about just if he was like, oh, actually, this song is just about being depressed. So uh, you all suck for liking it or whatever, you know. Yeah. Like I think probably some artists would do something like that. Um, then, and then they wouldn't make a restaurant about it. No. So. so I guess maybe for, like, maybe the Buffett perspective is it's just like, when you go through a breakup, because I guess this song really is a breakup song at its core, because that's the people blaming the woman, unless it's like his mom or something, but I, I think <laughs> yeah. it's, it's meant to be a relationship. He's like, so you go through a bit of a dark phase, but you, you keep going. He's like, you go to the vacation spot, and you're not happy, but you do the things, you get drunk, you get a tattoo, you live a little, and you come to the realization, you come to, you know, discover your own responsibility in, in what happened, and then maybe you can move on. Yeah, which is kind of a nice thought. Yeah, it's kind of just like... Yeah, it's nice. It's like this is almost a slice of life song where he's like, hey, sometimes Margaritaville happens. Take it for what it is. <laughs> sometimes you just go on an extended vacation and drink a lot. I mean, not in today's economy, let no. me tell you. But <laughs> 70s? 70s? Yeah, it's doable. Maybe. The amount of credit card fraud you could get up to? You yeah. could be out there a long time. You could just tell someone you were someone else and you could like get a line of credit in their name. Exactly. And, and no one would ever on know. Yeah. God, what a wild time to be alive. <laughs> <laughs> and you could probably hijack a plane, too. Uh, yeah, no problems. And just go wherever you want to. Exactly. And then, so the outro happens where he says the same thing. Some people claim it's one blame, and I know it's my own damn fault. Margaritaville, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, that's Margaritaville. Um, and, of course, this song was number one on Easy Listening, and that tells you what to expect from the instrumentation, which is... It's fucking easy. It's chill. Yeah, I mean, not, there's not any crazy out there instrumentation, but it does have that, you know, that island escapism vibe that he really uh, embraced after this. Yeah. So, Starting with that yeah. uh, that sort of riff, that dun, 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 like flute sounds. Ba, 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 ba. Yeah, there's like a flute. There's uh, some keys xylophone. in the mix there. Maybe, yeah, xylophone. Yeah, I think there's a xylophone in this one. I believe yeah, there, there is. is. And then pro I think there may be steel drum somewhere. I could just Maybe somewhere. There's definitely hand drumming. Yeah, definitely. Like, uh, yeah, you mentioned electric piano, I think. Um, yeah. All kinds of, yeah, stuff just uh, making it, you know, taking it easy. Yeah. And once it sets up, it really doesn't change a lot. No, it's a lot. I mean, I don't know. I guess it's a groove. But yeah, you get the drums going, and then he's just, like, strumming, like, you know, as if he were on the, the swinging chair. Front porch yeah. swing. They just crank up the island escapism. He's yeah, strumming well, a six-string. He is strumming a six-string. There is, like, loose rhythm guitar in this. 
Um, yeah, that xylophone really strong on the chorus. Yeah, once the chorus comes in, the xylophone um, cranks up a bit. Uh, they also the instruments start to play a little differently. You really, like they all kind of hit the chord changes together. Yeah, um, and then they do that on the woman to blame line. That's where you get does that like the beat drops out and starts to do that like descending things. Woman right. to blame. Damn. But I don't know. And then the flutes come back and and then of course he does whatever line for the chorus first one's nobody's fault yeah and then yeah that's like you you ride verse two same as the first yeah a little i feel like like the ep is a little differently different like it's kind of uh got more of that like i guess like flanger effect i don't know if it's flanger necessarily but yeah what, the ep does a lot of the yeah. like the interest movements it's it, like it noodles around in the verses but this kind of it kind of sounds like there's more than one but i almost wonder if it was like an organ style or like maybe an electric organ with like two uh keyboards oh, like two, oh, that you had yeah. set to different settings uh or that something would make like sense. that yeah um not sure but it could be not sure my question to you alex here and i've written it here um do you think david wise likes jimmy buffett <laughs> david wise likes jimmy buffett uh david wise is so ambient I don't know if I would call this ambient necessarily, though it is very chill. It is very chill. Often do like kind of vaguely tropical things. Vaguely tropical. You got that xylophone in there, which uh, really speaks to like banjo kazooie style stuff. Uh, In case anyone doesn't know, David Wise, video game composer, uh, worked on Donkey Kong Country games, worked on other rare games. Um, I always thought yeah. Banjo Kazooie is more of a Grant Kirkhope thing, but you uh, might be right on that. I'm I, actually looking. At I mean, they work together often enough. You know, it's David all rare. Wise on that. Yeah, the only Banjo Kazooie name I'm seeing credited to David Wise though is uh, Nuts and Bolts, the Xbox 360 one. Oh. So I guess I was really thinking Grant Kirkhope. Yeah, there's definitely. I mean, it's just because of the xylophone. Yeah, mostly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he's probably a Frank Zappa fan as well, except that's a marimba. Oh, yeah. Uh, a lot of Frank Zappa songs prominently feature of, the marimba. A lot of Frankie Zaza. Because uh, he had like a like a virtuoso marimba player in his band for a while. That's insane. Yeah. <laughs> like, how do you even find one of those? <laughs> I know. Imagine being a virtuoso and wasting your talents on the xylophone or marimba. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, marimba's a big one. They, they're pretty, I mean... Oh yeah, that's definitely like, any musical instrument. Is, I know, is I know. We're just cool as hell, shit. but um, but yeah, there's xylophone. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's, yeah xylophone. all this to say. Oh, there you is know what else comes in later? There's the melodica, uh, like on the oh, later yeah. chorus no for shit. the woman to blame part. Um, oh no, 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 no. Uh, there because they do. Is there an instrumental? There is an instrumental break after the break. second chorus. Yeah. And it does like the melody. Yeah. Oh, is that that one that comes in? Kind of breaks to it. Yes, like two thirty-three or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Yeah. So like, there's the xylophone and like flute part, and it's doing basically the the melody. But yeah, and then the melodica comes in just a a little bit. I think it's a melodica. Sounds like a melodica to me, more than a, a harmonica. But you never know. Yeah, I put a harmonica, but I didn't believe it. So I mean, they both have a very similar sound. Um, just play them a little differently. Could yeah. be a chromatic harmonica as well. Could be. I think chroma- um, I think it would have yeah. to be chromatic. But 
I'm no expert. You could be. Compared to most people, like I'd say you're probably... Sounds like a melodica to me, though. It's just based You're on probably that. at least like a, a journeyman of identifying yeah. harmonicas and melodicas. <laughs> you know, we, we do our best here. We do our best here. We do we our best. Our um, yeah, so the instrumental break is nice. It's a good little sit in the instrument section. Yeah, I mean, with these island escapism things, yeah. you got to have a feeling of... A bit of a feeling of like it's a party. Yeah. You know? And even though he is wasting away on his own drinking a lot, he might... There's... All of the anecdotes are him on his own, but he's clearly, like, doing things in public, right? He got a tattoo. So, like... He got a tattoo. He's going he's to the shrimp boil. probably partying with people. Yeah. He's probably not boiling shrimp just for himself, right? Yeah. Maybe. And he's obviously taking journeys where he can bust a flip-flop and also yeah. cut his heel on a pop-top. So... Perhaps he feels alone, because that's all that's presented in the song. But he doesn't seem yeah. to actually be alone, because he's in a resort. Area. He is in a resort of some kind. Vacation area. Um, where were we? I mean, yeah, we do the instrumental. It's another fucking verse and chorus. Yeah, and then they do a bunch of flutes right at the end. That's kind of it. Yeah, it's really bookended by those uh, flutes. That's the song. That's Margaritaville, baby. Yeah, it's light. It's fluffy. Yeah. But it, like, it makes sense. You know? Like, I get it. Yeah, it, like, is in the same way that, you know, when you look at certain styles of genre fiction, sometimes you just want it to hit all the, the classic beats. This is that. But I done pretty if well. this is, like, the, the prototype, you know? Right. Like, this the, is where the, the classic the definition. Yeah. It could be that as well. But yeah, either way, it sounds classic. It's, uh, I mean, if I'm on vacation, somebody plays Margaritaville. It's a real, like, bar song. I'm, if I'm almost anywhere and they, they bust out Margaritaville, I'm going to be like, all right. <laughs> like, we're all having a good time. Um, Greta informed me this week that it was famously performed by uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock during their WWF days. Oh. I, I, have, I have zero wrestling knowledge. Uh, maybe one, but that's out of like a thousand. Yeah, so uh, I actually watched that video. Um, they try to sing a few songs together. They're in Boston, I guess, when it happens. Um, okay. And then, and then Steve, someone called Steve Austin, like, you know any Boston songs? And he's like, I, don't, I won't bore you with those. And I was like, hmm. So this is this is the other interesting fact here is that Dwayne the Rock Johnson is married to the daughter of the drummer from the third Boston album. Uh, that's quite a connection. That's quite the connection. But then he sings, they sing three songs. First, Stone Cold Steve Austin sings a song, and then Dwayne The Rock Johnson sings a song, and then they do a duet of Margaritaville, and then The Rock wrestles Steve Austin to the ground because The Rock never forgets. Um, <laughs> or never forgives or something. It was great. It was also weird. I was like, does anybody actually want to see them sing songs together, or are we looking for them to wrestle? I'm like, I don't know. I don't why know enough both? wrestling to know. Yeah, yeah, like, why not both? I don't know enough of the... The regular wrestling fans like yeah, like, like mindset. Like, uh, did the storyline lead to this? Is this is this a good thing for wrestling? Yeah, or is it was this like like, uh, like how is this a terrible thing for wrestling? No, yeah, I'm not sure. So it was like uh, they were trying to like bury the hatchet on something, and then then of course it and didn't then they work. didn't. Yeah, I mean it sounds um, very exciting. Yeah. I really like to talk about. I read like one issue of a like WWE comic book. Mm -hmm. which was just a bunch of like wwe guys 
but it was like a city where just like all problems were solved with like street wrestling. So they were doing like wrestling stuff, but in the streets, kind of like in They Live, like oh, the back yeah. alley fight in They Live. That's just like like that is, wrestling. It's literally, I think, I fucking time stamped it when I watched it with Greta. It's like <laughs> five and a half minutes at least. Yeah, it's long. <laughs> It's long. Um, so it's like that, but it's just like an entire comic book where they're like, you're under arrest, and then it's like, suplex. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. Um, but yeah, I only read one issue because I'm not that interested in wrestling, but it was very amusing. Yeah. I, uh, I've sometimes thought about getting into wrestling, but it's never... <laughs> it feels like so much, and then you have to pay per views. Pay, yeah, PPV, man, get out of here. <sighs> I just, um, I'm just trying to find a hobby that doesn't like cost a lot of money. Yeah, I, hear I don't you, know dude. why. It's a futile attempt so far, but yeah, all hobbies cost money. Yeah. Um, so maybe like walking. That's why old people walk around the mall. That's a free hobby, baby. It is a good hobby, but Although, it sucks. <laughs> it's better if it's not a mall. If it's like a park. Yeah, or something. exactly. Feed the birds or whatever. Um, um, I feel like we're yes. just we're getting a little off track. One last thing to say on this: if your name is John Bell, hit us up. Let us know about the the Stone Cold Steve Austin, Dwayne the Rock oh, Johnson. Yeah. Our, our uh, connection duet. to the wrestling world. To the wrestling world. Let us know if you're okay. a big fan of it. Um, let us know if you're a bigger fan of WWF or WWE. Um, and let us know if you ever saw that that wrestling league that used to be uh, uh, founded by or was founded by uh, the Smashing Pumpkins frontman Billy Corgan and his brothers. All right, back to your regular programming. We're talking about. Other covers now, ones that we actually listen to, not the uh, the Stone Cold Steve Austin, Dwayne The Rock, <laughs> the Johnson cover. And we're starting in the year of our Lord, 1999, with Alan Jackson and Jimmy Buffet. Yeah, Just kidding, it's Jimmy Buffett. Jimmy. Wasted away again in Margaritaville Searching for my shaker of song Jimmy himself. Buffett. Just Buffett. Buffett. In this song. Um, Alan Jackson, country guy. Um, Also uh, entrepreneur. Oh, yeah. Um, He has like a whiskey. Yeah. Tasteofcountry.com slash Alan Jackson whiskey. Silver Belly. That does not surprise me at all. So he's... One, he's like a Jimmy Buffett friend. Like they have another song together at least. These two just hang out. Jimmy Um, Buffett's probably like, hey, man make a whiskey he's like dude you gotta get in on this whole gotta get in on the whiskey biz um yes he's described as a neo-traditional country so that's it's right like modern country but like incorporating older elements old honky-tonk elements is what honky-tonk. Is. blends honky-tonk with country pop and i'd say yeah. that's evident in his uh vocal performance which really rides the line between i country pop and uh, yeah i couldn't really tell the difference between them very well uh actually no i could because they were kind of referring to each other yeah that's how i really knew and uh <laughs> yeah i couldn't tell the difference between them so that also speaks to i think buffett's kind of country roots yeah and also the the country root of this song at least lyrically like a sad sack getting drunk is country it's very country yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but no yeah, i guess no his his voice is a little different he has a little bit of more of the like country twang yeah uh, the accent uh in his in his voice um although they do sing together yeah at times and then they also like sing to each other so the mm-hmm. like fault lines 
fault lines. Um, <laughs> uh, he says, I think it must be Buffett's fault. And then when Jimmy's singing, he says, uh, this is all Alan's yeah, fault. This is all Alan's fault. It's so, fun. That's, yeah. that's a fun, fun little, little thing. Especially for, I think this is live, right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. It seems like it, it feels live. Yeah, this um, is like a, this is the nature, I think, to do the cover in. While this isn't an exciting cover, it has that real like camaraderie, we all know Margaritaville feel to it. Yeah, and I guess when there's two people, I'm like, how does it affect the narrative? Like, I don't know, it might be two people who are both sad and drinking. Like, you Yeah, it's like, it's like a universal experience, yeah. right? So it's just like, oh, these are two guys who have mirrored experiences. Yeah, and... Uh... I mean, and instrumentally, um, it is, I think, like, fairly different. It's much more like country. Um, oh, yeah. It's a bit, I, I, I felt smooth and, and twangy, if that makes sense. Uh, there's lots yeah, of, you got like, a little, like, layers. slide guitar. Yes, yeah, slide guitar. Um, and that sound, you know, when they do, like, the fast, tight strumming, that uh, kind of a dull sound, actually. Like, it might be a ukulele or something with that fast strumming. Absolutely. Uh, on like one or two strings. Yeah, and a real basic kit drum, which speaks to yeah. like country pop. Yeah. So definitely different sound. Um but kind of still similar, you know, similar feel. Yeah. Um they similar do, feel. They the, do the, what else? I think the big change other than the uh the duet is they uh change the, the third verse. Yeah. Uh to be like gruesome. <laughs> It's, yeah, it's worse. Uh, he doesn't step on a pop top and like cut his foot. He breaks his leg twice and has to limp back home. Yeah. <laughs> Why did we need to up the severity yeah, of the injury? Maybe it's another true story, but he's still just like drinking about it. Like no, yeah, get a cast. he's still like yeah, get a cast. Like at least yeah, do some kind of like home first aid. Yeah, <laughs> See, I, I don't know, man. Like that's a major. That's a major injury. Yeah, two breaks. Like you got to do something. But I mean, they they don't serve alcohol at the hospital, so you got to get one. That's you right. Get a drink before you go. You got to get a drink beforehand, I guess. That's why no one likes hospitals. Yeah. Um. But that's pretty much that version, right? Like. Yeah, there's a like guitar fun, solo in the camaraderie uh, instrumental. And, yeah. It's a, another good time island escapism thing. Yeah, but a little, little country, country twang. Yeah. It just feels like these two guys did a thing together and they both brought something to the table, which I guess is like what you'd expect from from a collaboration like this. Yeah, I suppose so. And yeah, it's like it's not really marred by Jimmy Buffett being there. It doesn't feel like that takes away from it. It's just like, oh, cool. Jimmy Buffett's here doing his song. It's like this song's for everyone and we're all just going to hang out and have fun. It's really just like it's a piece that celebrates the fact that people like the song Margaritaville is what it does. Yeah. And hey, I like that. Um, let's talk about a song that was released in the same month that 9-11 happened uh, by Reggae <laughs> Machine in 2001. I forgot to look up the dates, man. I, <laughs> I was not expecting that. Um, yeah, this one, this one's a bit weird. The the intro is uh, quite a different feel. They have um, yeah. Uh, they put 
put in this uh, one five six four progression uh, quite prominently, which is a very common progression. Sure, yeah. Uh, in in music, uh, but at the very start, made me f- feel uh, or reminded me of um, Forever Young by Alphaville. Right. It kind of has that feeling it. to it at first. With Especially the, if you like, listen organ. to just that organ in the back. Yeah, Yeah, if you just listen to the organ. Because Alphaville, the Al- Forever Young, um, like it starts with those four chords and then mm-hmm. goes to just a bunch of other chords. Like it doesn't just loop that. Yeah, exactly. Um, whereas this one just loops that just forever. Um, yeah, and but instead it's an, yeah, of it's an odd one. Reggae-ish. Yeah, German vocals, you get scat. Yes, the scatting. And it just kind of like, it's like that, and then with the scatting, and then just kind of like goes into reggae. Still does the same progression, but now it's like on the on that backbeat. That's the skank. Yeah, we get a skank going. So we get that. It's like a real driving section, that first 27 seconds. And then it just like hits a skank instead. The drums slow down a bit instead of doing this like every every beat kind of thing. Um, really minimalist reggae. It really is just like that skank done on the guitar, on the organ. Um, minimal drumming in the back, very low bass in the mix, and then like, like the most stereotypical reggae vocals you can think of. Yeah, um, and then this kind of there's two singers on it, um, but I'm, just, I'm trying to remember exactly how this goes because they kind of have two styles, but once they get past the intro, it like changes pretty significantly yeah so you get the scat lady in the beginning then yeah. the uh the dude on the verse and then the sort of choral chorus yeah Listen like, like male voice female voice right and and like you just said uh or or sang uh sang. they they change the like the rhythm of those those lines up yeah um didn't sound like that really and then they they really shorten up the the choruses as well. Just because they're like faster. Wasting away again, Margaritaville. It's looking for my last shaker of salt, and they go wasting away in Margaritaville. I know, I know, it's not my fault. And then boom, oh, they're yeah. off to the next one. Yeah. So they take out a lot of the meat of the chorus. Yeah, they do, and I mean, it, it does. It, to me, it feels like very basic reggae as far as like reggae grooves go. Um, uh, yeah. And yeah, it's we- what's we- really weird about it um, to me is when they so they they put in there's an electric piano solo or maybe yes. an organ um, and then they use that as like the first half of a verse. Yeah, but it's like but the verses are such like stories that they just come in on. There's booze in the blender and there's no context right. on it. It's like. You didn't cut your foot, like. <laughs> <laughs> Why? What are you recovering from? Yeah. Um, so it's it's strange. Yeah, it's a strange one. And I honestly thought like the the skank was like so even and consistent. It was like too much. Like it didn't yeah. like change, and then it was just like there and it's there and it's constantly like yeah. I was not really a fan of that. No, this one feels real. I mean, they're called Reggae Machine. It sounds like a you pop in a quarter and you type in a song and it pops out <laughs> this. Like, it's yeah. very simple. Um, there's a couple. I like that they, they called it a Jamaican cutie instead of a Mexican cutie for the tattoo. Yeah, true. Switch it up a little bit. That was, a, you know, a nice little touch. But uh, 
yeah, I think instrumentally it was boring as hell. Yeah, I was not a fan. But I think they did key in on the, the island vibes, at least. Like, a reggae cover of this makes sense. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. There, there's got to be a better reggae cover of this. Like, I'm, There has to be. Sometimes I'll say, like, someone could do a better reggae cover than this. But no, I, I strongly believe someone already has done a better reggae cover. Yeah, there's than no this. way that somebody yeah, hasn't done a better version not? than it's this. I couldn't find it, but, like, somebody has to have somewhere. it. Maybe it was live. Maybe it's never been recorded, but someone's yeah, done maybe. it. Yeah, maybe. Somebody's done it. Um... Because I just don't think it would be like that difficult for like a good reggae group to do. Yeah, to knock this out. Version of this, I don't think it's a very good reggae version of it. No, it's um, like yeah, yeah. I don't know. Sounds weren't that great. Sounds bad. Um, but let's talk about something that doesn't sound bad and instead sounds sometimes weird. Richard yeah. Cheese in 2011. We're staying away again in Margaritaville. Searching for my lost shaker of salt Some people claim that there's a wall Sounds a bit weird. Richard Cheese, we've talked about Richard Cheese a couple times now. Yeah, particularly recently. Yeah, um, it's coming up more and more. Although he's been around for a long time, has done a ton of pop covers of songs, um, mm-hmm. or covers of pop songs. He does them in lounge music style. Uh, that's his thing. Uh, he's got a nice voice. You know, he sounds like the old crooner guys mm-hmm. uh the romantics i think it's actually more recent than that um getting my arrows of music confused um uh, but yeah lounge music um the other weird thing about this one is the album is uh supremo latin hits so yeah it's, it's also from 2022 like... oh yeah i'm just seeing that now i'm trying to see if there's a earlier version he does this because the secondhand songs list it as uh Okay, hang on. There is another version here. What's oh. this album off of? Is it different? It sounds exactly the same. Okay, and it's from a 2011 album. So this is like a compilation of ones okay. he's done. A uh... okay. Okay, I was. But that I still was raises questions. About it yeah, because um, because of the album, I thought assumed it was um, recent, and I assume although there's a version of WAP on there as well. Anyway, um, and I assumed that like. They just were doing like vaguely Latin styled uh, covers of everything, but this one is not Latin for very much of the runtime. No, it has like a a midsection that does yeah. a very like classic Latin rhythm. Like yeah, Latin breaks melody. it down. Yeah, because the uh, what's it? The piano rhythm. We talked about this. Like min- minute. Yeah, that like bum ba dun 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 dun. Yeah, that sound, um, and all that, and then the big horns and. Pretty much those two things, honestly. Yeah, and that's that's it. And there is horns throughout it, but the horns yeah. switch up to be more uh, Latin. Yeah, but it's like just the second verse. And I think a little bit at the end. A little bit at the end, yeah. Um, and, and the weird, at one point yeah. he says Arriba. And that's right, at the end. Muchachos. Muchachos when he gets them to do the muchachos. instrumental section. Yeah, so it's like... And then they, they have a, a donkey of, noise yeah. at the end of the second... Uh, verse yeah uh, which i did not get that joke because then he's like really a donkey sound and it's like what what are you talking about is the joke that because they're doing like latin american music that, that they put is, a donkey in is the donkey it's... responsible for the tattoo <laughs> now that's a story i like because um <laughs> he just sang about 
I don't know, man. It's a it's an odd version. It's an um, odd version. It's the weirdest thing about a lot of the comedy acts we talk about is once they actually try to do jokes in the song is when we're most confused. Yeah. <laughs> yeah? Like this but, joke is like explicitly a joke. Yeah. But what is the punchline? What is the punchline? Is the punchline racism? Is it some kind of stereotype about yeah. like Latin like, culture? You and still donkeys? did the thing. Yeah. And then said like that's lame. And you're like, no, you wrote that joke. You did that. <laughs> you still did the joke. <laughs> that was you, bro. Um, yeah. Which is probably that, honestly. It was, if it was probably 2011, that. probably that. Um, probably that. But yeah, it's it, it was weird because I was expecting like more Latin, but it's mostly just like big band style. Yeah, it's big band with one Latin Not verse. Not specifically Latin. Um, it's a strange one. I mean, they still sound fine. They're still... Yeah, the big the band stuff Rich sounds fine. Experience. Um, yeah, narrator but, songs I think work well with lounge music. Yeah. So that the, that delivery in most of the verses is yeah solid. It works. Yeah, I don't think it's poorly done, but it's a bit confusing. Yeah, it's the it's, yeah, it's that comedy choice that throws me off, and then. I guess why I can kind of see why the like because it's Margaritaville, right? So it's already a little bit influenced by uh, those cultures, right? Sure. But sure, uh, anything that's like you know places that tend to have resorts like that, yeah, and are warm. But uh, yeah, it's a little it's a little strange. It's a little strange. Not his best work. Not the worst version here by far. No, I don't think it is. Um, but we're going to talk about the Holophonics in 2012, Alec. We've talked about them before, but I could not remember what. Feel It Still. Okay. And another song. I don't remember what the other one was, though. I remember them being close together. So they are a ska band. Um, and I will mention to you, we were actually talking about uh, David Wise and Grant Kirkhope. Their two most recent album releases are covers of Donkey Kong Country and Banjo-Kazooie songs. Oh, we talked about, I think, them on Stacy's Mom as well. Stacy's Mom, I believe that. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, Grant Kirkhope. Grant Kirkhope. Kirkhope. So yeah, they have covers of uh, a whole bunch of Donkey Kong Country music. And I listened to, I listened to the Aquatic Ambiance track, because that's a, a classic among classics. Mm-hmm. and. Pretty, pretty decent, honestly. They're not yeah. bad. Yeah. Yeah, they just have... I think all their albums are Masquerade. Masquerade, yeah. It's Ska in there, because it's a Ska group. Um, yeah, I see Banjo-Kazooie album. This one with a bunch... You got 25 or 64 here. Yeah, so they've been going for like a number of years. Yeah, and, and this all is ska really covers. early in terms it of... Is. I think it's... Is it volume one or volume two? My Spotify's giving me grief right it's now. definitely one of their early ones. I think it's volume one. Yeah, it looks like volume one. Yeah. So I don't even know if Volume 2 is on here. I see Volume oh. 1, then Third Wave Undead, and then Volume 3. Huh. Then Volume maybe 5. A, maybe it's a tragically, no, not a tragically hip, a uh, Traveling Wilburys situation. Situation. <laughs> they just have an implied second album. Um, yeah, we have talked about them before. Yeah, um, usually reviewed pretty positively. This one... I was not a fan of this cover. No, it's um not good. <laughs> yeah. It's a little low effort, and they make some moves that give me an idea of what they kind of wanted to do, but they don't hit that. So yeah. in the end, he says, it's my own fucking fault. 
Yeah, it's the only one with an explicit label on it. Yeah, with a little bit of grit to it, but the rest of the song doesn't back up that delivery. It's just suddenly comes out of nowhere. Yeah. Right at the end. And, like, they have the right... Like, a ska punk band is a great approach to this, because, like, that, you have a bit of that, like, Jamaican influence, which ties into the island vibe. True. And then you got a little bit of that, like... You know, that, that punk... Sad there. boys drinking? Sad boys drinking vibe. Yeah, you can make a real, like... Like, yeah, like, feudal rage version of this where you're a punk guy and you're you're upset that you're getting drunk, but you're also just getting drunk because that's all you know how to do. Like, there's a real take that could be here, but this version doesn't do it. Yeah, I also think, I guess, related to that and also related to the reggae machine version, it's just, mm-hmm. like, a very basic version of this thing. Yeah. So, like, they do... I mean, this one also I found the skank a bit grating. Uh, it's just so... Even and regular. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very, very basic sound. And I get. I mean, I know it's their first album, and uh, they probably didn't have, you know, the, the money. But mm. uh, the production values are, like, rough. Yeah. Um, it does not sound good. Uh they don't seem like they like the parts work together all that well. The vocals are like very compressed and uh, yeah. kind of lacking energy too. Like they even they double them up later on, I think, to maybe try to alleviate that. But it's I don't know. It's just not that exciting a vocal track. No, not an exciting vocal track. Um, yeah, they do try the doubling. The organ sounds like a friggin' baseball organ. Or like a haunted house organ. Like it's <laughs> they, do, they do have that organ. And they, yeah, like like that's like they have the the elements of it. They have the organ, like you said. Uh, yeah. The bass line is not a walking bass line though, but it's mostly just doing like fifth jumps. Yeah, a little bit of walking kind of at times. Yeah, most of the bass lines, like even in the original, it's very yeah. minimal. Um, I think the uh, Richard Cheese had a walking bass line. Yeah. On a stand-up bass, but this good. one did not. Um, yeah, it's very just, like, minimal. And to me, it raised the question, like, why do it? Yeah, it doesn't feel... I mean, I guess it is minimal, but it doesn't feel minimalist so much. It feels just, like, kind of... I don't know. I, I don't want to talk too much shit, but, like, minimal effort. Like, I don't think this is very successful. I It sounds like they got a lot better, but this being Volume 1, like, it, it uh, need, needs improvement. I mean, yeah, it's, it's rough. I would like... Because, yeah, I feel like mostly when we talk about them, it's like, oh, this is really energetic. Like, the horn section's tight, and they know how to punch up, like, the, the real sky energy. Whereas this is a band who hasn't figured out what they're doing yet. Yeah, so glad they worked on it, but unfortunately, uh, this yeah. version didn't turn out so hot. No. Um, but let's give it back to the entrepreneurs, man. Let's talk about dudes in business. Yeah, let's, let's talk, talk about, about dudes Sammy in Hagar. Let's talk about Toby Keith, 2013. Together again at last. That's Finally, not true. I say again. They also have a version of Personal Jesus on this album. Oh, this is the or, album that has yeah, Personal Jesus. It's not they. He rather Sammy Hagar with uh, friends uh, that I did not put in the Personal Jesus playlist for reasons I don't specifically remember. Um, it might have been pretty boring. This version yeah. also not crazy. Uh, 
Sammy Hagar, though, uh, proprietor of the right. Cabo Wabo Cantina and also yep. the Cabo Wabo Tequila. Yep, Cabo Wabo's kind of his brand, I think. Like, I was watching a live version of this, and I think his band is called the Cabos. Okay. It might be the Cabo, the Cabo Wabos, honestly, but it might be. He definitely said, I watched like, some of maybe that same live version where he's like, I gotta take a break. Uh, I need he's to like sit sitting down. down and talking to somebody. Somebody, on stage. maybe his wife. I'm not sure. Unclear, because he's talking about how their musical tastes were different. Yeah, um, which why would that matter if it wasn't his wife? Yeah, I don't know. Um, he's also called the Red Rocker. That's something. Okay. Because uh, he's a yeah, commie. Cabo Wap. Yeah, because he's a commie. Uh, who just loves business. Uh, yeah. And he's um, got, yeah, alcohol and restaurant chain. Yeah. And uh, Toby Keith is a country singer who uh, I think has some other business things going on. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I know he's. Mm-hmm. Uh, Toby Keith is often associated with the uh, mid 2000s um, explosion of like very patriotic country music. Like. That makes sense like to me. United States uh, patriotism. I watched a brief. I watched a brief part of an interview that Sammy Hagar did with him. For, Sammy Hagar had a show called like Rock and Roll Road Trips, where he pretty much just visited his, visited his friends. Was like, hey man, what's going on? And he's like, Toby, how you remember all these songs, bro? And he's like, well, God just gave me a good memory. And uh, I was like, all right, yeah. this dude loves America and Jesus. Yeah. He does love America. He's the good girl from Free Fall and. <laughs> <laughs> and horses <laughs> and horses <laughs> you know, honestly i said that as a joke but he's a country he for sure star, so loves like, horses so yeah <laughs> i'm sure he's associated with horses he loves his mama jesus horses and elvis like <laughs> yeah, yeah tell me i'm wrong you can't <laughs> um so they're friends i guess yeah because it's sammy hagar and friends is the album uh and they're singing this song but what do they do in this song they slow it down yeah oh like a bit uh it's a bit longer a bit slower which i guess kind of is a little more island escapism because it's a little more laid back that yeah. way yeah um but it's a, a lot of different sounds though it's it's kind of uh like a pretty broad like latin american sound i think for sure you get uh, in a lot of that yeah. percussion there's like yeah some hand drum sounds in there uh the accordion which i think i, I said broad i think the accordion i don't know yeah i don't i i don't know the yeah, broad Latin well to now. just, like, international vibes. Yeah, I mean, accordion, I would definitely associate with Mexico, uh, at least. But then I just don't really know, like, Argentinian music that well, for example. Yeah, so I, I guarantee you Sammy Hagar doesn't know that either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe not. Uh, he's mostly promoting his, his Wabo Cabo here. Not mostly, yeah, Cabo Wabo. He does say Wabo Ritaville later on. Does he say Rita or is it Wida? <laughs> oh, maybe Wida. I, I Wabo Ritaville. Wabo Wida. But yeah, he uh, does have to name drop his uh, yeah. his business. Which I feel like it goes by so fast. Like it's You can barely, miss it because it's just on the last yeah, one. It's barely a, an advertisement. Maybe just a little little nod. Yeah, a little nod to what but he it's does. There. It's there. Yeah, this version is instrumentally rich. Like there's yeah, a lot I mean, compared to the other background. ones, they definitely yeah. have like the production values for it, and I would compare it to the Alan Jackson, Jimmy Buffett version as well, uh, in terms mm-hmm. of like what it is, which is a obviously a duet version, but also like kind of they change up the instruments, but not really the feel. Mm-hmm. 
uh, all that much. Um, yeah, I'd say that's accurate. This one more so than the other duet. I have no idea who is singing at any given point. Oh, yeah. I don't know enough about the difference between Sammy Hagar and Toby Keith. You think it would be obvious. One sang for yeah. Van Halen and one loves God, Jesus, and America. <laughs> yeah. The horses. But no, they, they, they're doing similar stuff here. It's not... I'm trying to remember the, like, one Sammy Hagar Van Halen song I know. There's, like, one um, off. Uh, Dreams? It's not even Dreams. And that's what dreams are made of. That's Sammy Hagar, isn't it? Probably. Um, do you know I Can't Drive 55 from the hit film Back to the Future 2? Oh, yeah, I do know that song. That's Sammy Hagar. Okay, I do know that one. Uh, the Why Can't This Be Love is the one I was thinking of. Oh, yeah. Um, um, I know that song. But, like, yeah, this doesn't sound like that, really. It's got a lot of it different. Yeah. Tell me why can't this be love. Um, so this is, yeah, this is him doing that. But he's not doing, like, the rock and roll Van Halen thing or anything. They're doing the island escapism thing. Yeah. Um, get a kind of beachy guitar solo in that instrumental section. They shout out to a bartender at one point. They say, bartender over here. Yeah, in the live version, before he started singing, there, there were a bunch of, like, young women on the stage. Yeah, who were apparently possibly servers? In bikinis, and he's like, some yeah. of these like, girls need to get back to work and get me a drink. So, I don't know, man. Yeah, that live performance made me uncomfortable. It's very strange. <laughs> it's very strange He had a me. very elaborate mic stand that yeah it was like a red like like uh, probably if like zoomed out it's probably like a like an s or something yeah or uh yeah something like that but like zoomed in it's just like a but some red bars red bars maybe i guess because he's the red rocker he is the red rocker oh you know what i'm seeing now there's an r on his t-shirt and it's that (sighs) r ah for red rocker yeah Except it's backwards oh, because of the idiot. side the camera's on. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Glad we I solved mean, that. We solved that. They do some ay 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 ay's at the end. Ay 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 ay. Sounded like the yeah 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 song. Yeah. For a second there. Here and that's what they kind of ride out on. Yeah, that's out. that one. It's almost five minutes long. Um, yeah, it's a long one. It's not one. like that exciting or anything. Like I said. No. They're just kind of doing the same thing, but a bit slower. And uh, it's fine. Yeah, it was like, Probably it be was fun fine. to see live if you were a, a Sammy or Toby fan. I think so. I, I think, think I, like, in terms of pop level. duos or, like, popular figures getting together to do it, I do think the Alan Jackson version is better. Yeah, I mean, I'm not really a, specifically a Sammy Hagar fan, you know? But Alex, you love Why Can't This Be Love. love. It took you Why like can't two minutes to remember it. <laughs> <laughs> you know me. Um, so, yeah. And obviously, he's got a place in rock and roll history. I'm not trying to deny that. Listen, you can dislike his version of Margaritaville without <laughs> damning him to... <laughs> <laughs> to you know not being allowed in the rock and roll hall of fame yeah, or whatever i think that's fine uh, it's just yeah it's serviceable it's oh, it's probably about as good as the cabo wabo cantina that's my guess <laughs> guess we're gonna have to go there and find out i do that would be a one. great like addendum to this summer but none of these businesses exist in canada <laughs> yeah 
Road trip? Um, road trip. Yeah, we're going to have to road trip down. Uh, let's talk about Artichoke in 2018, though, Alex. Artichoke. That's Somebody what I've been saying, but it's not art- called that. Artichoke. Um, the, the, probably the bravest act today going full, uh, full, like, new wave on this post-punk. It's an indie pop band from L.A. formed in 1999 by Timothy Sellers. Yeah, this is the one that actually changes the feel of it. Um, yes. I saw one description of them, probably just took it out of the Wikipedia page, but if I didn't, it was the description in, uh, Spotify, um, that they were part of a Songs of Science micro-niche. Mm. Um, so I... I don't know what that means because the song either. doesn't really imply any of that to me. Does that mean they wrote or covered She Blinded Me With Science? She Blinded Me With Science. Um, That's poetry in motion. It's possible. You know what? I don't think so. I don't think so, but they do have heavy... It's a sitar on this, right? Yeah, it's... Um, I mean, a sitar sounds similar to other instruments, but I'm just going to say sitar for simplicity because sure. I, I can't tell them apart either. But yeah, this is like, what if we get a driving rhythm, rip a sitar throughout the track, and have a real like yeah m- muted vocal delivery, much more intense feeling. Yes, um, I said Beatles like at first, but I was like, nah, it's just because the sitar. It's not yeah, the sitar says Beatles. Everything else says like eighties post punk. Yeah, yeah, they're called indie pop, which is like so vague. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's kind of a cool, cool sound. Um, I, I wasn't sure. Like, I was trying to think. Like, does it make sense in this song? Because it's, it, it, like I said, feels more intense. And like, is is this trying to, um, like, remove the island escapism veneer and and reveal the insidious side of the song, which is maybe alcoholism, um, and depression and addiction, which is, uh, yeah, um, I, I don't know. I think. Yeah, like I think yes, it's supposed to. I think we're supposed to touch on the like the disillusionment like that is present darker. in the lyrics. Yeah, but yeah, you deliver this. He's like, I'm truly wasting away here. Like, here's some bullshit I did. Like, <laughs> I had a tattoo. It sucks. Yeah, it definitely feels much different. Here's a mm-hmm. question. Maybe it's not even a valid question. I'll ask it, and you can let me know. So, if that is the case, if if that is what they're doing, are they? adding a layer or removing a layer from uh, the song i would say it's more like highlighting a layer so it, just just putting the focus somewhere else it's not necessarily yeah. changing yeah it's switching the foreground the for the background you're yeah. like well let's put this up front instead yeah that's how i would describe it. i think you're right the layers were all there they're not necessarily changing the layers they're just shifting them around yeah, yeah shifting the order yeah and I mean, I think I say it goes without saying, but I'm going to say it because I, I don't know why anyone would necessarily know this. Um, this is like sonically way more my speed. Oh yeah. Than the rest of the stuff. It's yeah, and uh, just going through this, everything's been fairly safe or fairly boring. Yeah. And these or guys like are just like, a different sound that I wouldn't really, you know, the island escapism sound, which is like fine, but it's not something I really seek out. Yeah, it's not grabbing. Whereas this is like, w- watch what the sitar can do. You're like, oh, and they don't, they don't, cool. li- they don't put a leash on the sitar. It's yeah. ripping the whole time. It does. It does really go. 
Um, yeah, and yeah, just it stands in strong contrast to the rest of this playlist. It's def definitely feels different, and I wish, I mean, I wish the Holophonics had done something a little more interesting with it because I feel like they they could have as well. Especially uh, yeah. if it was more of the, like ska punk as opposed to like straight ska thing. Ska, like they but truly I mean, had they, like an, they didn't so. a layup and they didn't land it. Yeah. Whereas I feel like the artichoke version is a leap. It's like, well, let's fucking like let's make the background the foreground, and it's like, well, maybe that's not a good idea, but they back it up. I think it plays pretty well. It definitely sounds cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like I appreciate speeding it up a bit too. Yeah. So that that fits in with the with the or that all adds to the mood. So yeah, cool sounds. Yeah. There's something instrumentally to me that like portrays the heat of summer. Maybe it is that I associate like a sitar with the desert or something. Yeah, or like I mean, there's a lot of hot parts of uh of India. Yeah. Um I guess the other thing some of it makes me think of summer in the city. Oh yeah. And, like and I'm trying to remember the specifics now, but like in maybe evokes heat in a similar way. Right. Well, summer in the city deals directly with the heat and its oppressive nature. Yeah, and like, like part of that is is the speed and I think speeding it up really adds to that. Yeah. Yeah, and the kind of driving rhythm too. There's that like beating, mm-hmm. bearing down. It's that bang, ding, 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 ding. Yeah, and the way the sitar just like fills that. I don't know what it is about the sitar sound. Like sitar can can really make some interesting like moods in yeah. songs that like you just don't get from from things that don't have a gourd attached to them. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. It's a, um, yeah, and it's maybe and, and I don't understand the feeling very well because it's not that common. No. But yeah, it, it definitely adds something here. I'd say so as well. Um, yeah, and that does it for songs we're talking about this week. This is the first week in a long time where there's been no music videos. Oh yeah, I, I mean I tried to look them up, but they're all just live versions. Yeah. And, um, yeah. What I thought was a Richard Cheese video, but is just, just a, a close-up on this uh, something. Hmm. I can't tell what it is. I thought it was a bell at first. Well, it looks like one end of like a codex or something. Damn, son. I have no idea. Um, what I'm at. I'll tell you this though: we're about to get close up with our final verdicts here because we've run out of covers to talk about. We have. We got, we got three categories today: the worst version, the best version, and the version you're going to play to somebody who's drinking too much after suffering a breakup. <laughs> Okay. All right, Alex. What's the worst version of this? Oh, uh, what's the worst version of this? Um, I think my worst version was probably Holophonics. Maybe mm. just because I tend to like ska, and this was just very disappointing to me. And uh, we know that there can be like a cool, more rockish version if you put in, you know, some of that ska punk or something. Which maybe yeah, not they did they more are. of what they do now. Yeah. Um, which maybe it's not fair because they were definitely new. Um, but yeah, it's it's not very well made. No, I think you might be right because even like the it's it's down to the holophonics and and reggae machine. Yeah, I think so. And I think between the two, they of both them, have a pretty good argument. Yeah, it's uh both are like a little too low effort, 
Um, I think Holophonic suffer from low budget as well. And I think maybe also more moving pieces in Holophonics to put together. Oh, yeah. Where I think Reggae Machine is just, like, maybe a single producer and some vocalists. But, uh, yeah, I think i got to give to Holophonics because I know what they can do. Because, I, like, I, you see the name Reggae Machine, you're like, okay, we've seen a thousand, like, cover groups like this where it's genre fucking yeah, pusher yeah, out. Or, like, yeah, so yeah, I got what I expect from them. From Holophonics, though, I expect more. Um, even though, like even their album has cool artwork on it, so like they're they're doing good on other fronts. It's just the sound wasn't together at this point. But we all know that they get it together at some point, so good for them. Uh, Alex, best version of this. <sighs> I mean, I really enjoyed the Artichoke version, but at the same time, I, I want to give a nod out to the island escapism side of it because I feel right. like I don't want to deny that, you know. So I think sure. I gotta give it to Alan Jackson and Jimmy Buffett because yeah, as far as like, the cover versions, I think that's the one that um, that feels the most kind of true to that feeling, and also I don't know, it's a little bit of country in there. That's fun. Um, yeah. And also like having the two of them is like it's good chemistry. I think so. Good chemistry between them. Um, yeah, the translation to country from island escapism is pretty easy. And Alan Jackson's a blend of traditional country and country pop, so it seems to shine in a really, like, this is country that gets people going and that people love. So you got some of that old-fashioned, like, guitar moves in there, but it sounds fresh enough that you're like, yeah, I want to listen to this. So, yeah, it is... I'm going to give it to Artichoke just because I, I, that's a, more my style. I think they I, do a good job, yeah. I think they do a good job. I think it's a... a and it's a brave a brave take, given what we've seen from everybody else here. They really pick the most bold direction to go in. And I think they land it. And so I would say, yeah, shout out to Alan Jackson with Jimmy Buffett. But, yeah, I'm going to give it to Artichoke. Alex, your your intervention piece. Somebody has just gone through a breakup. They're they're blasting Margaritavilles. They've cut their heel on a pop top and broken their leg in two places. <laughs> and just slamming margaritas. They're slamming margs. What do you do to help them? Um, I feel like if I need someone to move, I'd have to play them the reggae machine version just so they don't want to be where they are anymore. <laughs> <laughs> just to get them out. That's what's get them gotta up be. And going. I feel like that would be. I mean, either that. I feel like holophonics might work, but I'm picking the reggae machine version because uh it's i think a little sneakier right and you don't like, want to you might not notice it at first and then much. eventually it'd be like what is this just repeating right sound good idea i was gonna like i was gonna go for like a hey we're friends here's alan jackson and jimmy buffett but that's just yeah, gonna make you feel them. a little better about your your situation yeah but i think that might just encourage them to drink more because it's too good of a vibe uh yeah although at the end of the song he kind of does come to some conclusions so maybe it'll make them just think about maybe their own situation so, so i'm but gonna kind of go halfway between that and reggae machine hit him with the richard cheese Okay. You get a bit of that. It's like it's consumable, but then we get that midsection. We get the weird jokes, and it's like, wait, well, hang on, what the fuck's going on here? And I'm like, maybe if you weren't fucking drunk, you'd know. And they'll be like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, like the weird jokes. Not, I mean, I don't think they really land, but definitely on repeat listens, they don't land. You know? Yeah. Like they get old fast. Exactly. So, so. you're still gonna get some of that irritation, some of that friction that you're trying to give with the reggae machine version. Mm-hmm. There's enough, you know, there's enough candy in between that you can still get by. 
And that's our final verdicts. If you got a different opinion, similar opinion, want to tell us about a version we didn't talk about, tell us about a good reggae version if there's one out there. Hit us up on Twitter, hashtag CoverMePod, at Jake the Cressy, at some Alex Wise Guy. Send us your comments, questions, concerns, suggestions for future episodes. You can also email those to us at CoverMePod at gmail.com. Uh, be sure to rate and review us. We're on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, another big company's podcasting machine. We're there. Rate us, review us, tell your friends, because we don't know your friends, or else we'd tell them ourselves. Um, if you're in the Vancouver area, pop on down to, to Denman and Robson Street and buy some clothes from Greta. Uh, follow her at Poppy Threads Pop Up on Instagram. And that does it for today's episode of Cover Me. And as we always say on Cover Me, don't know the reason, I cover me all season. <laughs>